So we're going to ask each other... Questions. Questions. About what? <laughs> relating. 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 All right. And all the things that people want to hear about. Yeah. Um, we're going to start by exposing the COVID pandemic. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, okay, yes. Relating. You have to have your head towards the microphone. Okay, I'm learning about microphones and what they pick up and what they don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't look in the opposite direction. So, <laughs> so here's the deal. I have some questions um, for Chris, and I'm hoping he's got some questions for me. And um, really, I think... Th- I notice that there's like a lot of things that come up with my um, female clients, the women that I support around relationships. And um, there's only so far I can take them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I'm really curious to hear a little bit from you, you know, what your thoughts are on some of the most recent topics that have come up in my coaching sessions. Around, um, I need to open this door. Okay, we can edit these things up. When they come up. Right. I'm just already overheating. Okay, <clears throat> it's getting hot in here. Look at you, fan on me. For context, would you like to give people context? <laughs> For context. <laughs> So we're in Mexico right now, and it's incredibly... It's hot. It's, it's hot as balls. It's, it's, it's like living inside of someone's underwear. <laughs> so fun. Do we know that this is still recording based on what it looks like? Oh, wonderful. Yeah, you're learning. I'm learning about my iPhone. <clears throat> okay. Where were we? So your name is Nadia. <laughs> that is debatable. Okay. <laughs> Yes, I'm Nadia, this is Chris. I'm Chris. You're Chris. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about relating. Professionally. Professionally. In a professional. Very professional. Very, you have paper. I have paper mm-hmm. with some words on them. You do, don't That you? I may or may not be able to decipher <laughs> reading. I certainly can. <laughs> Anyone else have that problem where you write your own notes and then you can't read them back? <laughs> I guess this is the feminine. Like, is it, it's more of a feminine... I think it's just the 21st century, like, I type everything, and so my, my scripture <laughs> has gotten bad. Okay, let's get, to, let's get to what people want to hear about, which is relationships and masculine and feminine dynamics and mm-hmm. all those things, you know? Okay, so, the first, so one thing I want to ask you about, actually, is... Um, and this comes up over and over again for me with um, my clients, and I, I've had that experience myself as well, which is being either, you know, dating or being in partnership with uh, a man who is very eager to lead and has, very, has vocalized, like, hey, I would like to lead us through this transition, this initiative, this project we're working on, this, you know, family that we're building and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. Um, And then doesn't really follow through. And the women that come to me are really frustrated because they want to let their man lead and they want to, they don't want to lead because they probably lead in the work that they do. And they're just like, I want to be in a relationship where this man 
gets up and does shit, you know? Mm -hmm. And yet they'll just watch and they'll wait and nothing happens and there's no follow through. And so there becomes this automatic fear that pops up for them where then they are like, well, guess I'm going to have to handle it again. Um, I'm curious what advice you have for them or like how you see that um, scenario and what you think the role of both the woman and the man in this situation are in terms of how to both get what they want. Mm-hmm. Well, I always, when I'm working with men, I'm always, and one of the huge areas I work with men, with men are saying what you mean and, and meaning what you say and absolutely always following through with it. I think a huge part of this is understanding the feminine from a masculine standpoint Mm. and also for the woman dealing with this, the simple answer is choose better. (laughs) (laughs) But I also realize that that's not fully practical and that relationships are things that need to be worked on and and there's, you know, different ways that you can improve just through communication. And I think one of the biggest cores to this is there must be a willingness uh, for communication. Yeah, there must be the willingness from both sides, from the woman to be able to sit down with her man and communicate these things to her and be really open and authentic about these things. And a man always really needs to see how his actions are impacting her. If she just tells him, you know, what's wrong logically, he closes off to that because he mm. immediately says, oh, this is my mother again telling me what to do. Uh, judging me or trying to you know fix me so the way of approaching this that will be far more supportive is if she literally is willing to be vulnerable in that situation and say this is how you're being this is the way that it's impacting me whether it's her giving him her tears or her feelings Mm. but it must be embodied because otherwise he's going to take it logically and then he has nothing to protect. So with, you know, with that communication, it, it encourages him, hopefully, to, to start stepping up. Okay, so that's awesome. That, that, I'm curi- I have a follow-up question to that. Do you feel that there is equal weight on what words you're using in terms of like literally the framework, the sentence that you use uh, when you are approaching your man? Like, oh, hey, I think we should do this, which obviously is very directive and commanding and you're holding the masculine as the woman mm-hmm. um, versus like, you know, w- the way that this plan makes me feel is, right? So there's like mm-hmm. a different energy to it. How important is it to shift your wording versus um, the impact of being more embodied in your heart so, because you could be still not connected to your heart and be like, "Well, it makes me well, it makes me feel this way," but be sort of in your logical brain, yeah. Um, because you're like, "Well, my coach told me to say the sentence this way." <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like exactly, is the technique yeah. uh, versus maybe still fucking up the words and not saying them right and not using the quote unquote like nonviolent communication framework or polarity framework, but like coming with like just an openness, you know. It's all about embodiment because the easiest way to melt a man is for the woman to be totally in her body, to totally break down if that's what she needs to do and just nozzle into him. You don't even need words at that point because that way of being 
from the woman's perspective is going to be so inspiring to him and to his role and to what he's here for. So I always say to women, if you can and if it feels appropriate to you, focus on embodiment and, and use less words. Because the more words you use, the more he's going to attempt to engage with you with words mm. when you're really looking for actually a different, a different texture from him. Mm. So, I mean, that's the first, you know, that's the first port of call. But then the other thing that women will come back with, well, oh, well, he just tells me stop crying. Or, oh, he just ignores me and like says, oh, you're always nagging and you're, mm. you're dramatic. And at that point, you know, leave his ass. <laughs> <laughs> because that's not a man that's that even wants to be able to figure out how to be there for you. Well, so this is this is great because I feel like again I have a follow up question to that. I'm just going to keep digging deeper and deeper into all this stuff because I think you know my sense, and I imagine the women that I'm connecting about this as well. They are, um, you know, they're they're also very compassionate and empathetic and. And they can understand from a logical or, I don't know, just theoretical perspective that, like, this is him, this is the man's inability to connect or be with his own feminine, right? Because he's scared of emotions. I know I I had that growing up, right? It's like I was always around a masculine father figure that, well, my actual father, not father figure, (laughs) that... um, you know, was just like, uh, like just got really flustered when I cried. And as I got older, I understood, oh, actually this is his inability to be with his emotions. And, and so is it really about leaving, like automatically giving up on the man? Because most of the men, I I mean, my heart breaks when I think about how many men have also had to just wither away under the patriarchy that keeps telling everyone we can't have feelings, we can't connect to our hearts, we're not supposed to, you know, that emotionality is weak. Mm-hmm. And and so isn't it actually helpful for us to give them space to do that work? Or like, how can we approach that without just being like, all right, peace out? Well, the initial thing was the the peace out part. That's you know that's at dire straits. Right. That's after you have attempted to approach him in a whole realm of different ways that you've stretched your patience and your compassion, and now it's come to the point where the woman has been so compromised and she's so undernourished and she's so starved that yes, that's a point to probably you know cash in your losses and and take the lessons and move on. But up until that starts to be a real felt sense for her, then, you know, you women are are fighters for love in so many senses. And that's what consistently blows me over about you guys is that the level of devotion that a woman can bring forth to a man. And in many instances, he may not even notice it because he's still unaware of all these things. And you just see this woman just with him, beside him, just wanting to support him and hoping for the day that he wakes up and decides to you know today baby things are things are different things yeah. are and I'm doing the work there's such complex situations how do we know when it's time to go in your body be in your body let your body decide let your heart decide there's going to be a point where you literally have no more tears left um, so do we wait until that point? You don't have to. This is about our intelligence. You know, you, if you allow the mind to get out of the way, 
your heart may long to be with him in a certain way, but on the other side of that, your body's intelligence, you guys have more intuition than anybody. And what I see working with women is that they will say to me, oh, six months ago, the intuition was low for me to leave this man, but it took me six months in order to have to go through all the trials and tribulations to eventually have my logic catch up. But you're always being looked after and you're always being guided with that intuition. And I feel the more embodied women can be mm. and the more courageous and willing to trust that initial signal. Um, yeah, it would just be a sweeter functioning planet, I feel. And men would be forced to step up because women would stop supporting and sticking around in all the ways that she tends to stick around at the moment. It's it's not a bad thing. Again, it's an old to love and her ability to love, but but it's also not a good thing if it's stretched. Well, I don't know. What that brings up for me is like, I'm like, will men realize? Like, I feel like we all, there's more, I don't know, this is in my bubble, so it's very, very <clears throat> specific, but I find I, there, I, you know, there's so many older, powerful, wise, embodied women um, that are choosing to be alone and not with men because of this very reason because they've done mm -hmm. the work and they're not finding themselves um, being able to, to you know they get to that point and they're like oh, peace out mm -hmm. but I worry that the men for a period of time at least are there's so many other distractions and there's so mm -hmm. you know between like porn and now like uh, what is that um like the uh, <laughs> virtual reality, like girlfriends mm. and stuff, like yes. like legit people are doing that stuff. And then you know, I hear interviews with like college boys who are uh, unable to answer the question of like, you know, what if you have feelings for a woman? And they're like, huh, what is that? Right. So there is something happening in our culture where where it nearly feels not necessary anymore to have the devotion of the woman. Like, like it's so far removed as an experience to even know what it's like to have a woman's devotion and love and how much it can add to your life as a man and your purpose as a man. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, like that, I guess, I don't know if you have any other thoughts about that, but that freaks me out. It's disguising itself as being what a man needs. It's tricking him. Yeah. Because there's nothing there for him other than him killing himself repeatedly with, with technology use and porn and... and the blow-up dolls. The blow-up dolls. <laughs> and now you can, like, fuck robots. It's yeah, 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 robots. <laughs> robots. And then the virtual reality girlfriends are the ones that, like, kill me. Mm -hmm. It's like a thing. I, I see it happening and I see it progressing, but I also feel a shift happening at the same time, just collectively. And I know that can just sound like false or bullshit or true or it, it has no basis in reality but give us hope Chris give us hope but I, I, <laughs> I do feel that that the way things are changing right now there's going to be lots of different forms of upraising and I think love is going to be a huge form of that um, and I see women I see embodied conscious women spearheading this and you see a whole bunch of women don't need a whole bunch of men they just need a few in order to support and to, to add direction and some structure and some mm -hmm. uh, thrust to what Rest. it is that they're doing. <laughs> so what I'm, what I'm banking on 
is when it gets to a point where all these powerful women in, in the most feminine sense... I'm trying to focus, but all I hear is thrust. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I saying? I, <laughs> I, I was just, yeah. <laughs> so what, what I'm hoping is that men will eventually, men who have not done their work will eventually get to a point where they are so uh, uncontactable by women in their life and they see more powerful men and developed men and matured men being with these women mm. that it will eventually start to inspire uh, different types of, of commitment to his, to his process. Like men need to see other men being with these types of women in order for there to be an example. I know a lot of the men who reach out to me is basically because, you know, he's watched a video of me on YouTube bringing a woman into orgasm from like the other side of the planet and he's like, okay, I, I don't have that. <clears throat> I want that, so let me come to learn that. And this is why a lot of the men reach out. And I think that's a beautiful reason to reach out. Um, because everyone has that capacity, right? Ultimately, I mean, it's, ultimately. it could take many, 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 many years, but we mm -hmm. all could in theory, yeah. do that. I mean, we have different leanings and natural right. talents and proclivities, but it's, yeah, it's, it's available to everybody. Mm. And it's always rooted in the simple. It's because we've made everything so complicated that people have such a difficult time in connecting and, and being able to feel that, that level of potency yeah. between each other. Yeah. But I really feel for the women right now because I, I see... I see the amount of work that, not all women, but I, I see the majority of the work that's being put in by women. And now for you men, I mean, if you're doing your work, like you're a rare breed still, I feel. Yeah. And we need to get louder about it. And that's also something that I say to women is women need to get really loud about what they expect from a man. You're not saying you have to bring it to me, but you're not willing to engage with anything other than that. Mm. And women in your sweetness and in your in your lovingness, I find a lot of women being and staying in relationships with men where she's actually coddling and supporting his childishness. And she's like, oh, but I love him so yeah, much and I hope he gets it. And it's like you're weakening him. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a big one. I I can I've definitely been in that situ I've definitely been in that situation before and I think that I hear that from a lot of my clients and sisters is just but but like let me give him one more chance let me you know there's like a mm -hmm. lot of that and we're that's where we stay for too long and I think it is there's a confusion between like loving in a disempowering way and loving in a fierce and championing way, which sometimes means walking away. Mm -hmm. And it's fucking hard. Uh, you know, I mean, I've had that experience where it, it, it's very similar to, I don't know, the way that I think, the way that I feel into it, just as a personal note here, but the way that it, it feels the same in my system is, uh, you know, having a, someone you love who's an addict and who you're constantly trying to, like, love in a way that they're just, they're not able to love themselves yet, you mm -hmm. know, and you keep trying to show up and you keep trying to support and at some point you just have to walk away or maybe you're not walking away, but you're letting mm -hmm. them 
go on their journey and accept that you have no control ultimately that it's their journey and not I'm not comparing like men to all addicts but I just think that the love the self-love piece is important because a lot of women will love their partners more than their partners love themselves yes and I think that's the similarity with addicts you know, and so somehow we convince ourselves, like, if I love him enough, he'll love himself enough to get off the couch and stop, like, losing consciousness in front of the TV and not mm-hmm. doing anything and not following up on the things he said he was going to do. And um, I'm just going to let this gigantic truck yeah. pass by. You know. Uh, and, and, and so we just think like we can say, you know, it's like when we start to believe on some unconscious level that we can save someone, we're a savior, you know, it's like that is actually incredibly disempowering. And like you said, it, it, it gets into coddling and mommy territory, too. I feel it's such a beautiful quality that that women have. But where it becomes detrimental is in this in the <clears throat> the scenario of an intimate relating. I think for for you as a woman to bring that type of love to a friend or to just a man who is not there specifically to hold a specific type of space with you, then I feel it's beautiful and you can do that more long term without being so disempowered. But when I see women in relationships with men and the women take the stance of championing them but also being like their life coach and their tantrika and all these different things in the hopes that he'll somehow reach this state that they desire mm-hmm. you know I, I never want to be the bearer of, of bad news but you're setting yourself up for that to never happen Yeah. because you can't take him there you can support him if he's willing to do it but for you having to take that role in your intimate, loving relationship with a man, you miss yourself in that experience. And you become resentful as fuck, mm-hmm. which is really unloving to the relationship. So so it's this illusion, it's this disguise of like, but I champion him and I love him and I want this relationship to work and, you know, if I get him to, you know, lose this much weight or make this much money or figure out his purpose, like, we will be okay but in fact, what you're doing is you're ruining the relationship as well because you are, one, disempowering him, and two, disempowering yourself mm-hmm. and creating future resentment. Like, you're literally brewing up a cocktail of future resentment because if he doesn't follow the plan or do what you said or, you know, like, mm-hmm. you're going to be annoyed. And, ugh, that Recipe ah, for disaster. It's just, yeah, my whole body does not like that. <laughs> It's it's an unfortunate truth, but it, it really needs to be respected. And I often see women as well actively seeking out these fixer-uppers, like actively, because she almost doesn't really want to be... She says she wants a conscious man, but she knows if that she was a Roman that everything in her would probably start to fall away at the seams and mm. she'd have to really see herself and do her work and go through everything. So... You know, women also need to need to bring some awareness and they need to wise up to that self-trickery because a lot of women ask for a conscious man until they meet one. Yeah, yeah, because then there's this, like, 
ability, like, oh, I'm still that better one in the relationship, or I don't have to look at my own shit because he, he's not strong enough to be a mirror of my own shit. Mm-hmm. And that way I can just avoid it. Yeah, and for the men here, that's such a powerful part of your, your process. It's to bring clarification, mm-hmm. not just to the immediate environment, but I'm talking about spiritual clarification. Or just with your presence, you're penetrating her to the point where you're illuminating everything in her that is not vibrating. And she starts to see that with your assistance. And women will sometimes want to take the stance of, well, I don't need a man to see that. Yes, you fucking do. Yeah, yeah, it's so hard. I had that too where I was like, oh, I don't need a man. <laughs> like, And, you know... I just think that what became clear to me, and maybe this is helpful for for women that might be listening who who feel the same way like I did a few years ago, where I was like, oh, I don't, I can do it all myself. Um, Yes, you you 100% don't need a man. A man doesn't need a woman either, in theory. Like, we can go about and have really beautiful, successful lives. And there's a level of depth that the union can bring with regards to connection to something bigger. Say it again. Woo! Woo! <laughs> right? So, like, like connection to... And, and I, 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 I want to share that this is, like, this has been passed down to me by different teachers, so it's not, like, my own thought. Um, but it became really clear that, oh, right, we can do it on our own. And there was a stage we had to go through as women because we were so dependent on men socially, financially, emotionally, on every level for so, hundreds of years that I think, you know, it was it's sort of like a teenager, like renegotiating individuality with their parents. You know what I mean? They have to go through a phase of like, fuck you, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so I feel like women had to do that for a while to just be like, actually to prove to themselves in the world, we can do this on our own. And that's great. We can. We obviously are all running awesome businesses, blah, 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 blah. And now it's about something so much bigger. And like when two people come together in a super healthy, just like beautiful polarity union. Polarity? Is that a word? No. I made it up. You made it up. We are patenting it. Mm-hmm. Trademarking it, copywriting it, selling a course on it. <laughs> so, so you know what I mean. It's it's like then we are. It's about spirituality now. It's not about like economics. It's not about social like roles anymore. It's about divinity. It's about mm-hmm. spirituality. It's about connection to our, our our truest selves. And I think we're just in a point in history where that's what's needed. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why, you know, you and I are doing the work that we're doing. That's why there's so many other people in the world that are doing this type of work where it's about, okay, now we're taking this to the next level. Great. We did the economic piece of it. And yeah, there's still arguments that like we're not hundred percent equal. Women aren't getting paid the same amount, blah, blah, blah. We're, we'll get there. It'll take a little while, but, but we're, we're on to the next thing, which is the spirituality piece. Yeah, and I feel that can come now because as all the other life amenity situations start to kind of balance itself out with women being independent like men and and it just leaves room for nothing really other than spiritual growth because otherwise it just, if there's not spiritual growth, it's just bickering. Yeah. And that's what fills the space. I think that's the beautiful part of women being so Mm. independent now is that he really has no other role in her life 
other than spiritual qualities, spiritual principles of safety, security, structure, stillness, uh, trust, you know, all these different things. Um, and I think it's both daunting to men, but it's also very empowering once yeah. he starts to figure it out. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's, I, I see this a lot. I, I feel like I've seen this even in like the comments on your posts and stuff on Facebook <laughs> of like, you know, the women that are like, you can take yourself to the same place on your own. Like you don't need a man. And I a hundred percent get where they're coming from mm-hmm. because I, you know, go through long phases of being single. And I also don't want to feel like, oh, well now I'm missing out on shit because I'm not in a relationship. But I, I think that there's a, it's, we're talking about like masculine energy in my opinion. So, you know, bringing in even the energy, like connecting to your inner masculine, bringing in the divine masculine into different self-pleasure practices, things like that are other ways that, you know, as a woman, you can do it on your own, but essentially you're just, you're mimicking the Mm -hmm. energy and the dynamic and the polarity that allows you to go deeper than you can go on your, on your own, quote unquote. So I think that's where the distinction is that I just, I don't know, I felt is important to mention. And I feel both parts need to be addressed. So a person has to go in and do their own work and experience themselves with themselves and start to find their bliss, their orgasmicness, their feeling within their aloneness. But that is in no way the holy grail because as soon as you bring that to someone else who's off or equally done work on themselves, then it just becomes an absolute you know, generator of... of uh, cosmic spiritual god-like connection but yeah I mean if a woman doesn't know herself to any degree and she's coming to a conscious man then it's not going to make much of a difference because you know I know from my standpoint that just okay that's work now Mm. so I have to work with her Mm. in order just to get her to a place to being okay feeling herself before she can even feel me yeah and I also know that, sure, I can be in my own feminine and be totally intoxicated by her, but also it's limited. Because then when I have a woman come into me or step to me who's you know done her work in a certain way, then everything is entirely bigger and it adds to it. So I think we have to, yes, accept responsibility and we're not helpless creatures, but we also have to acknowledge what a man is to a woman and what a woman is to a man and how beautifully supportive all of that is. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. So, you know, I hear you talk a lot about, like, you're you're, you're awesome at, like, calling calling the men up to step up, right? And I'm curious, because I've been really, you know, in, in the inquiry through different projects I've been working on um, how we as women can also support the men, mm-hmm. you know, and all the ways in which the system has really fucked with our men as much as the, you know, I mean, we talk always about how, how the system is fucked with the women, mm-hmm. but it's like, okay, but how has it also fucked our men? And so... I'm. I guess I'm curious to like just hear your thoughts on, like, what is our role as women? Like, where do you see us coming in, and is there a place and time that's appropriate for us to hold our men so that they can be? in their own emotionality which they haven't been allowed to feel and like where 
where's the line there in terms of being supportive versus again then going too far into disempowering them mm-hmm. the first part of that is in terms of the women asking this question how can i support the man in my life or men in general the very first piece of this is well you need to get your own stuff together first because you're only going to be able to hold someone to the depth that you can hold yourself um, a woman who wants to empower a man or be there for a man but she's still caught up in how her body looks or comparing herself with other women or being totally brainwashed by you know reality tv and these magazines and through all this weakness that's been conditioned in her she becomes actually very useless to a man uh, evolving and growing so the first thing is is calling the women out is something i also want to do too you know because we all have work to do and for the women it's it's stepping away from the childishness and the comparisons and allowing society brainwash you into thinking you're not good enough or you're not beautiful enough and and for that to happen it takes a hell of a lot of distancing from from these types of these types of conditioning patterns and how they're shown that's the first part the second part is a man needs to really be able to to lean on himself that that is going to be the difference between a powerful man and a man who walks around kind of in shell's pose in his life because if he always knows that there's this woman in his life who will hold him when he feels sad and he starts to get lazy mm. around it now i hear this from from women in my life it's like oh i just met a man and he's amazing and then they'll start to get closer and the man will start to feel more things for her for for her and then he starts to become way too feminized mm. in the way where now he's always leaning on her the dynamic has totally changed and he's wanting just to be mothered so yes there's a thin line between this for the women i always say grant your god the gift of your holding when he deserves it mm-hmm. so when you see him moving around in his god self and yeah. you're so inspired and you're like wow i want to i want to give back to this beautiful man and and just appreciate and thank him for the way that he's being then he'll be able to receive you yeah but it's never it's never about taking care of him it can't be about taking care of him because you weaken him in your your oh poor 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 guy oh no it's okay it'll it'll be better it won't yeah. be better unless he fucking <laughs> does something about it so use it as a gift you know if you want to do the pavlov's dog thing whatever works well for you what you, do you mean wait you, hold on hold you on you ring the bell and he salvates yeah, you, you no, create get, a get, pattern yeah the pattern but what is the pattern here the pattern is when so the woman has to be embodied you have to be in your body around your man so you can reflect him back and feel how he's moving in himself when he's around you mm-hmm. so whatever he's doing or whatever impact he has on you whenever you feel something beautiful in your body just because he's done something or he said something or he's like touched you in a certain way let him know that what he just did was received and it was really appreciated yeah. these are minuscule ways to literally teach him about what he's doing to make him conscious about oh when i done this it was beautiful to her maybe i should do more of this a man at his core just wants to please a woman that's really all we want we want to be the world's greatest lovers and you know we want all that 
but when he's so caught up in his own trauma and, and his own, this is where his work yeah. is vitally important. But rather than dismissing him or rejecting him for the things that he brings to you that don't feel good, start to focus on the things that he does that feel really beautiful to you and you'll start to literally grow a more powerful man by supporting these parts of him. Yeah, I mean, holding the vision of... Uh, yeah, holding the vision of his, like, potentiality in a way um, is such a beautiful gift for him. I think it, the place where it turns sour is... You know, a lot of my clients come back, they're like, I've been holding the fucking vision for I don't know how long, I'm so tired. I keep, so. I give it, I do, I tap dance around him, I show him when I'm like, I purr when he does the right thing, and like he's just not like picking up on it. You yeah, know what I mean? You got a dud. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, chalk it up, move on. You, you got a dud, you did what you did, but he, well, he's not available for this right now. Yeah. And that's not because he's bad or wrong or less than, he's just in a different path right now. Yeah. Oh man, I had another thought, but then I lost it when you said dud. Um, it's too funny. I'm the same for men, by the way. You know, you're with the woman and she's, you can see all the trauma and everything she's been through and you're there holding her and being loving with her and being present for her. There's got to be a line where it's, okay, she's literally in no way receiving me still. And she's just putting up a fight again and again and again and again and she just almost doesn't want it. We have to be self-respectful enough with ourselves that we have our own boundary of how long to, to really stay in it and to be the one that's there to try to transform everything. And it's for both men and women. You know, don't get to a point where you've become so drained, and so withered and so compromised that, that, you know, your health is no suffering. So same for the men. Yeah, yeah. Um... I'm just feeling into if I want to go more, even deeper into this or switch gears. Let's switch gears. Fighting. Let's mm. talk about fighting because you shared this with me at some point and I was just so fascinated and wanted to hear more about it where you shared that you don't believe and maybe you can say this in your own words because I might not say it exactly right, but you just don't really believe in fighting with a woman. And I, I, that blew my mind because uh, I was like, well, what do, you, what do you do in relationships then? Well, everything other than fighting. <laughs> to me, my rule is that I had for myself very early on because I literally would see how women would bait me into arguments um, as a test. I don't know if people can hear that, but it sounds like a bird is, I don't know, drinking gasoline or something. <laughs> um, so what I used to, to notice and what I started to see in other men was this really, I'm going to use a strong word, but this disgusting weakness of allowing another person come in front of you and poke at you in a way where you drop your sovereignty and you absolutely lose your shit, you lose your ground, you lose your square, and then you engage in behavior that is just gross. It's so deeply disrespectful to, to yourself. So my rule that I came up with for me and the standard that I held myself was there is never, ever, ever any reason to ever engage with an argument with a woman because we're having two different conversations, mm. always. 
And the first thing is it brings so much more peace to your life, not just for the man, but also the woman doesn't want an argument. She doesn't want to be fighting all the time. She wants to either get your presence and the argument is there's something underneath it that's the real issue. So men, if a woman is approaching you in that way, rather than engaging with the words, feel the energy. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yes. <laughs> and actually start really getting sensitive with her so you can start to just observe her and feel her and feel what is she longing for right now? Where is this pulling coming from? Because it basically means that I'm not fulfilling a certain thing for her right now and all she really wants is connection. All she really wants is love. All she really wants might be to be spanked or to be, you know, just played with a little bit. But women have so much energy and it's, you have endless corners and facets and areas that that energy can go. And if a man isn't engaging with them, then she's going to get bored as fuck. And when a woman gets bored, her ultimatum is going to be to be a pain in his ass. <laughs> to wake him up so he can learn to to hold her in these ways. Yeah. But the argument is so relevant. And, yeah. and it doesn't make her like you or respect you or love you anymore as a man. It only makes her feel less safe. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I feel like probably, I'm going to throw out a number here, but maybe say 80% of the time when we're instigating a fight or being weird or passive-aggressive or whatever's coming up, it's because we are, even we might not be conscious of it, but we're like testing the sturdiness mm -hmm. of our man. Like, are you going to fall prey to this or not? You know, and there's something so, uh, like such a deep body exhale that comes with, oh, he's not going to engage in this. Like, he's just either... I don't know, but he, each person I imagine has a different way of doing it. But either he's just not going to engage in it or he's also not going to let me off the hook. Mm -hmm. You know, so he might call me out and be like, hey, you're you're being a brat right now, you know. And I'm like, hmm, that's hot, you know. <laughs> yeah, actually, I am being a brat. You know, come spank me. <laughs> <laughs> I've been a bad, bad girl. <laughs> and men need to realize this, that... Because men, we, we tend to take everything so personally just because of how our mothers have raised us and how we've always had to be, you know, the good boy for, for the mother. So when another woman that we feel something towards starts to seemingly be attacking us or confronting us, men, if he's not clear on himself, will go right back into that pattern of, oh, there's something wrong with me. And he makes the argument all about how he's not good enough and and how he's being... It's really his worth is being called into question in himself. She's not doing it, but that's what's coming up in himself. And that's what leads to the aggressional outbursts from men. It's his self-worth is being challenged. Mm. And he needs to, it's like an animal that's been cornered. And he needs to prove to himself and to her that he's worth it and he's good enough. And he's not wrong and he didn't make a mistake. And you didn't. You don't even have to engage with her verbally. You can just be present and look at her and let her tire herself out. Let her punch you in the chest and slap you and eventually just let her collapse. We're not arms. condoning any um, physical violence, though. Well, <laughs> Unless it's in a consensual container that has been previously agreed upon. <laughs> Disclaimer. Stamp. <laughs> 
But again, I'm quite radical in these ways, so yeah. I would still, you know, throw shit at me. It's not going to hit me. So, and my view on that is, is <laughs> I, so I was the, on the other end where I remember going to a workshop where I was asked to like, you know, poke, hit, whatever, a man, just some random dude that I met at the workshop Physically. Uh, on his chest. Mm-hmm. And I was like, just, I was so nervous. I just like pressed my finger into his like chest for like a minute and later on the feedback I got from that way he was like that was the most painful thing in the world because you didn't just hit I could feel the energy of what you really wanted to give and instead I felt this finger tapping me and that's sort of what passive aggressive energy feels like too mm-hmm. when you're walking around and you're just like I'm not going to be an asshole and I'm not going to like yell and throw shit but I'm just going to very quietly steam, which would dry, like makes men, it hurts them even more. And I never realized that. For so long, I thought I was protecting everyone by doing that. And so I'll, I'll get to where we're going with this. But the, the point is that at first, I was like, I just kept asking you know, one of my teachers, like, but isn't this physical abuse? Like, I can't just hit someone. And then I realized that if you are in a consensual container where the other person, whoever it might be, is saying, I'm willing to hold your anger for five minutes, and here's what I'm okay with. I'm okay with, like, closed fist on chest. I'm not okay with open... Uh, what is it, palm Um, on my face, for example, or like mm -hmm. just getting really clear on what's okay. To me, I think that really, for me at least, allowed my nervous system to relax into, oh, this is okay. I have permission to be loud and angry because that's another thing in women that's really hard is that we only get really loud and angry when we've gotten to the point where we feel we have no other choice and we're blowing up. Mm -hmm. But we're scared shitless to get loud and angry because the world has told us to stay quiet and small and polite for thousands of years, you know? So having the container to actually go, yeah, you can throw a pan at me, Mm -hmm. which I guess Chris Chris is okay with, but other men might not be, (laughs) right? But like, that's, that's, that was so healing for me. But I needed the container so that I could feel like I wasn't being an awful human and doing something wrong, you know? It needed to be clarified for you. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. So fighting huh there's no point what what's your experience of it from your side what what is fighting for you well and is there is there a benefit to it is is it all bad? well i find that i when i distill it down most of my fights have been either because well, it's always because I'm not, I don't feel safe, right? Always. But it's like, why don't I feel safe? Well, half the time it's because I feel that the, there's no sturdiness or clarity or presence and I'm pushing against it to see. I, I won't know it in the moment, but when I look back, I'm like, oh, right, I was just testing him. Mm-hmm. I was just feeling like, okay, is he going to push back? Is he going to hold his ground? Is he? Does he have a plan for us? Does he, you know, that sort of thing. And then sometimes it's because I'm, a, I'm in an unresourced, unevolved place where I'm just being super defensive because of something that has been, you know, maybe something has been mirrored back to me and reflected back to me that I don't want to see or I'm not ready to see yet. Mm-hmm. And so, but that's my shit, right? That's me 
not being able to look at that yet. And so I go into defense mode. I go into my little girl energy. I, you know, I, I think fights are always just, you know, a little girl and a little boy, assuming again, we're in a heteronormative space talking about a man and a woman, but like a little boy and a little girl having a fight. That's really what's happening. And so when, what I'm hearing you say is like, when a man is like, I'm not going to engage in this, he stays in his king energy and so the woman has two choices. She can stay in her little girl energy or she can step up into, into like her queendom and be like queenhood, queendom, queen, some queen energy. And she can be like, oh, wow. And it usually doesn't take a long time. Like if a, if a man stays in that king energy, mm-hmm. the woman can't just sit there and throw a tantrum for too long. Mm-hmm. You know, she'll, she'll feel it and she'll step up. So, yeah, that's, I don't know if that answers your question, but yeah. that to me, I find that I easily can be pulled down into little girl energy if there's a little boy in front of me. Mm-hmm. But if there's a king in front of me, I'm like, look, there's not much here. Yeah, because there's no fire being tossed on the fire. And there's literally a discharge happening energetically. Um, yeah. And I've had the interesting experience of women attempting to engage with me in in this type of energy and this like wanting to fight or argue and then having her get angry at me because I'm not willing to argue but it always ends in the same way which is breaking down tears softness surrender trust nuzzling all of that yeah and and men need to realize how how much they're needed for this type of stabilization, not just in this type of a situation, but women, and I feel the depth that women really long for this type of energy, that she can be fully externalized and expressed and know that he's there unaffected in, in any negative way. What if he's starting the fight, though? Like, what, what, what should a woman do then? Well, there's no reason for a man to ever start a fight. Yeah, but they all do. I mean, that's, that's such a... Th- I mean... Uh, See, th- there's, the reason I say that is because the only reason that he has a reason to start a fight is because, first of all, he can't be present with himself and just communicate what he needs to communicate. And it's, it's triggered him to the point where he's now aggressive, questioning his self-worth. A man can be angry and a man can express himself, but the, the argumentativeness is is the opposite of love and and for me anything that isn't love is going to cause problems I'm going to sneeze we're pausing for a non non sneeze from Chris <laughs> you just ruined it by by totally I'm going to have an argument with you in a minute. <laughs> we're going to we're going to fight right now <laughs> um i guess what i'm saying is if if the man is good in himself there's never any reason to argue with her because he'll either handle it himself or he'll sit down and communicate what he needs to communicate to her so she'll understand what needs to be understood. But uh, the argument, that, see, for me, that's him losing himself. So here's, here's where I'm challenged by all of this because I love how high of a standard you ask men to step up into. Mm-hmm. And like I'm like, what about... Like, can we give him a break? Like, does he get a human moment? Like, why can't but, he be under-resourced? But what's human but, about You know, him freaking out for a moment about whatever, him not feeling his self-worth, you know, and, and, and lashing out at his partner about it. Like, how can... 
how can his partner support that and not just be like, oh, I'm, I'm a stand for nothing less than 100% perfection of you always loving yourself and always, uh, you know? I mean, I get it, but it's not about 100% perfection. It's just about personal responsibility. And I get it. Some people are okay with that. And they'll be in relationships and, you know, men will blow up and the woman will blow up and it will be a common dynamic and they'll be okay with it. They'll actually enjoy the post-makeup part of it. To me, it's insanity. And that's just where I'm coming from as an individual because how I've structured my internal life and, and the way that I approach and believe in what I believe in and my understanding of energy, this is what has sculpted my kind of relentless approach to these types of situations. And also, if you lose your shit once, men, yeah, she can be there. Yeah, she can hold you. Yeah, she can understand. But you've lost your shit once. She'll never forget that. I don't care how accommodating a woman is, how compassionate she is. It's not even in that regard. She will always remember that one time that you fell over and there'll be a part of her that's almost waiting for it to happen again. Oh man, I don't want to be a dude ever. <laughs> it's, so it's, hard. it's not easy out there. It's so hard. It's not, but I love it because it calls us to such a high standard. And that's what has a man being able to walk around holding his cock and swinging it and feeling like a king in his <laughs> life because he accepts nothing other than absolute responsibility onto himself. Women, you guys have it so hard in some ways. And as men, we have it so hard and so unfairly in other ways. But it's in the way that we can actually step up to consistently and not get burnt out by. It's the way that supports us in being here in a firmer way. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, we each have our own, our own things, right? So, hmm. what else do you want to talk about? What else do I want to talk about? How can a man support in a woman softening? Well, the first thing that comes to mind for, for me is really he's got to... So if he's having trouble with libido, pre-ejaculate... Pre, what is it? Pre, premature. Premature. <laughs> Pre-ejaculation. Same shit. <laughs> Like, all, all of that stuff in the intimacy realm, right? Mm-hmm. Like, in the, the sexuality realm. Then how can he show up super fucking sturdy in all the other places? Because if he shows up super sturdy in all the other places, she starts to soften there. And I feel like then everything can spill over into the physical intimacy piece. Mm-hmm. If the emotional intimacy has that polarity and that dynamic. And I think, you know, women are way more willing because we have so much stuff with our bodies and our sexuality that we're way more empathetic and take our, like, we really get it. Um, But if we're feeling like, what if he makes the mistake of his self-worth starting to become an issue because he can't get hard or because he, you know, he's Mm -hmm. got these or he's coming too soon and he's bringing that out into the way that he takes her out on a date, the way that he interacts with her and the rest of their experience, then he's just, he's, that's it. He messed it up. <laughs> like, it's over. <laughs> but if he's going, no, actually, if he does his own internal work on, like, this is not who I am and this doesn't mean anything about me, this is just a current challenge I have or there's, you know, whatever, and, and shows up in all these other ways... 
I imagine that this piece, that polarity that's showing up in all the other areas will naturally spill into that. And by her softening, he will start to be able to strengthen and get sturdier and, and they'll just, and then once, once that beginning is, you know, with polarity, it's so great because you just need to like instigate the initial momentum mm -hmm. and then the rest, the energy just takes over yeah. and it can blow up into whatever it needs to blow up into. But you need to have, you need to stoke the fire initially of that polarity and he's got to do that outside the bedroom. But if he mm -hmm. continues to put pressure on himself in the bedroom, forget it. Yeah, and also for the man, just to follow up with that, men can have a lot of feelings of pressure around physical intimacy and sex and all these things. And what I always say to men is the beauty of engaging with a woman and relating with a woman is that sex is 24-7. That sex is how you walk past her in the kitchen. Sex is how you glance over at her. Sex is how you reach down and hold her hand. And sex is your voice tone as you're communicating with her and your level of presence as you're with her. And once he knows that, he can start to really spread himself out in this way where the physical act then just becomes an extension of everything else. And yeah, I think that's important to, to say because a lot of men just want to turn on presence and turn on this quote-unquote power when the bedroom door closes. And then as soon as sex ends, he wants to go back and he's just unconscious again and and you know yeah. taking no responsibility and it doesn't work that way in fact i think it's the opposite it's so much of what you're doing outside i feel like what's actually in the bedroom there's nothing you have to worry about or think mm -hmm. about like if you're doing everything outside of the bedroom right everything else will figure itself out it's because because yeah. at that point the energy you've already stoked the fire mm -hmm. so then the rest is just organic mm -hmm. um but there was another piece i was gonna add to that as you were talking that felt important which was oh yeah yeah I remember it now it, a woman especially if she's coming at you very like aggressively with sex and you don't feel her heart which is a, a huge complaint I hear yeah. a lot right it's like oh well I feel her it's because she got programmed somewhere along the way that that's the way she's gonna get love mm -hmm. and so there's just this like she she leads with her sexuality instead of her heart mm -hmm. And so your job is, as the man, if you really want to soften her, is to actually create spaces and containers and time frames where sex is off the table, but where you do things like, for example, you go, I'm just going to massage you for half an hour. Like, that's what I would like to do today. Are you open to that? Or, uh, or maybe you do bring it into the sensuality realm where you're like, I'm just going to pleasure you for half an hour today. Like, how does that feel? You know, mm -hmm. and, and I think what that does is it helps a lot of women who we've just been programmed to always have to give, give, give and perform in the bedroom. And so it's a lot of the giving, not in the sort of natural feminine way of giving, but in the like, I need to make things happen. I need to do, I need to perform, I need to you know, ride him. I need to flip around and do 16 different, you know, mm -hmm. poses and things and blah. And, and what happens is when that's off the table and she doesn't have that to hold on to, then she has to feel herself, mm -hmm. you know? That's it. And whether that's you trick her through a massage or whether you're saying, I'm going to pleasure you, but like where she has to relax and she's going to fucking put up a fight and she's going to resist it. And she might resist it for I don't know how long. I know I did that for a really long time. 
But then at some point, you just have to let go. Mm-hmm. Like, if he just keeps going, okay, two times a week, I'm going to, for half an hour, just give you this thing, whatever it is, she's going to eventually relax. Totally. That's all, that's all awesome advice. And I'd even add to that uh, a very simple technique, but something that's so powerful for... And I always would want the men to initiate this, would be to clarify your state or set up an agreement where every day, every morning or or sometimes throughout the day that the man is going to approach her and they're going to hug and just embrace each other with with no lead up to sex, no physical intimacy other than just having him learning how to hold her in a hug and just have it be for five minutes or ten minutes but to stay totally present with one another and for the men you'll be amazed at how quickly this no strings attached or no expectations rather type of an engagement where you're just loving her to love uh, her you see men you listening to this my whole body is like oh. when you're really only there to to love her to hold her and to let her be the way that she is or to let her figure out how to relax into the way that oh she is oh my god it may take five minutes it may take five seconds it may take five weeks uh, years years sorry guys that's the truth but if you just choose to continue every single moment, every single day to show up and just offer this little thing, your potency as a man will transform because now the woman before you will start to open and she will naturally be feeding and nourishing you with with all of this femininity and love and heart and softness that starts to bubble up in her. Such a simple practical exercise, but it's so powerful. Oh, yes. <laughs> Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready for practice. No, so like here's the thing. Um, I'll add to that too, like a little cherry on top is that you... Embellish it. I'm embellishing it. Is that if you then at the end of those containers and those practices, let her know, wow, that was so beautiful mm-hmm. and share something that really touched you or just... just compliment the shit out of her whatever but just she needs that feedback as well as permission giving like it was you know I really loved when you you know moaned in that primal way because like a lot of women will have that vulnerability hangover after where they're like oh my god I made that weird sounding noise or maybe I looked like fat like just laying there or like just so many things that come up for us and oh no, did he see my stretch marks or the cellulite or whatever, all the things that we get preoccupied with, um, that is really a little bit of a distraction to, oh my God, did he see my heart, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's really what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, But our mind will be like, oh my God, it was the stretch marks, right? I I would say it's even more about, less about the heart and more about, did he really see my value? Mm -hmm. Did he feel my valuableness? And for men... It's, it's simple in its essence that more than anything, she just wants to be seen. And she wants you to adore and to love what you see. And the more you see her, the more that she'll grant you the little gifts of opening up more of herself and more little boxes in her. So you start to see more and more and more of her. And you must make sure that when you see a part of her that you reflect back how beautiful and how valuable and how nourishing that is to her because you literally take the lid off and the lid stays off with you because now it's yours and she literally wants to be able to give that to you so 
women are not difficult. They have a whole bunch of everything moving in them, but at the core of it, she just wants you to see her and she wants to feel enough. That's basically it. So that she doesn't have to try, that she doesn't have to perform, that she doesn't have to make sure she looks good in this angle, that you see every angle that she has and that you love that. I think... We, this is the mic drop moment. <laughs> also, I'm like, my heart's all open, and I'm like, oh my god, amazing. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm mush. So I got nothing. I got no more structure. <laughs> okay, great. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like that's that's been enough. I think we covered many things, and I feel there's a lot of value in there um, for people. And Nadia's arm is. <laughs> is now dead from <laughs> holding the phone. Um, if people want to find you or, or find what you do. MyName.com, NadiaMunla.com. How do you spell it? N-A-D-I-A-M-U-N-L-A.com. And we'll probably have it written somewhere, somehow, yeah. maybe. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where this is going to be, but uh, AwakenIntent.com is my website. Okay, thank you everybody for listening and I really hope you got something from it and speak soon. Ciao.